Welcome, everybody, back into In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, and of course, I'm always here with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. It's nice to be back. Yes, it is. So we are back from the summer. Chase, how was your summer? It was fantastic, man. How about yourself? It was hot. Yeah. Very hot. And it's an a understatement. Lo- a lot of work. Um, <laughs> but hey, we're back here at UNT, and we're back here in the KNTU studios, bringing you In Between the Stitches. Uh, now on Wednesdays, Wednesdays afternoon, yes. we decided to make a change simply for football season. I don't want to be previewing uh, Monday Night Football before you know before it happens. I wanted to do it in the middle of the week so that we could um, review what happened the previous weekend and then preview what's coming up. Same for college football, yeah. right? It all happens on, pretty much on the same day. Which and these things start in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, I believe. Yeah, there's college football this week, but it's week zero. It counts, but it's it's the start. But it's next week's kind of like September second. Yeah, the way I always remembered it was high school starts. And then the next week, college football, then the next week, the NFL. Right. So, because uh, my hometown, Waxahachie, we got Ennis, the big rivalry game, uh, this Friday. And, uh, like, I know USC plays this Saturday, so I think there's another ranked team that plays. But, you know, so it'll be, you know, Caleb Williams, a lot to watch. Yeah. But I say we kick it off with basketball because, Chase, there's not much going on in no, basketball. No, there's not. I mean, I was trying to think, we were trying to, you know, we were talking before the show, you know, what is there to talk about right now? Because I came in, you know, during the summer. Um, you know, we talked, you know, after Kyrie resigned and after all the offseason moves throughout the whole NBA. Um, so there's, you know, there's not much to talk about except, you know, when it comes to the Mavs and you know, JaVale McGee looking to be waived. Um, has not officially been done yet, but it, it's going to happen. Um, you know, Mavs still, you know, desperately looking for a center. Um, there's been more talks, but still nothing has happened. And. I'm getting a little concerned because it's still a necessity for this team to be successful. And I have liked the offseason moves that we have made so far. I liked our draft. Um, so I, there's a lot of promise for this upcoming season. Um, but there's that one, you know, that one little hole. And it's not having that consistent big. And I'm wondering, when are we going to do something? Because we all know, they know, but when is it going to happen? You know, so I don't know who you you know, you're keeping your eyes open for, um, you know, I'm still looking for Clint Capella. I'm still looking for the, you know, those guys that I, you know, you can rely on to be consistent when it comes to scoring when needed to, and just really being that defensive anchor. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Derek Lively, you know, I know that in the NBA rookies are a little bit different. You're not looking for your rookies to be your best player. Like, you know, the Texans are relying on CJ Stroud to be the guy, right? I know John Mechie, you know, this is not his rookie season, but it's pretty much his rookie season because of last year and the whole cancer thing, which we're very happy that he's over that. And he's ready to play because I was very excited to see him play in the NFL. But, you know, you're hoping that he can give you impact, but maybe not be your number one center. I mean, if he can, great. I'm excited for it. But I think you're really hoping that, hey, maybe he can step in and be a pretty good center for you. Maybe at least at least be your second guy. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm, st- I'm an on Clint Capella. I'm fully, you know, I'm, I, and you know that I'm a little more high on John Collins than you are. But yeah, I just. Well, he's gone now, but. Yeah, yeah, he is. But um, we, we just. We need somebody, I think. <laughs> I mean, John Collins and Capella, when it comes to play style, is just completely different. Yeah, you know, you're getting a seven footer and a you know a great defender out of Clint Capella who can score when needed to. Not to mention you'd be having Luca and Kyrie, you know, play make. So who knows what he could do on the offensive side? Yeah, you don't. You need. I, I know he's a little bit. He's not what he was when he was at Detroit. But I, st- I mean, I've always been a huge fan of Andre Drummond. Right. I think he would fit well here because you don't again. You don't. You don't need him to score. Yeah, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you remember the talks. You know, during the summer there was. You know, a really good shot of him coming here. I know there was talks about it, and then out of nowhere, he just went back to the Bulls. Which I mean, hey, good for him. But I, I was, we need that bruising defensive rebound monster, and unfortunately, because right now we still only have that. Right. 
you know, Dwight Powell and Lively are a little more athletic guys, which are which are great to have. You know, you need that in today's NBA to cover a guy like Giannis. Right. But you 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 need the bruiser, right. and we don't have that. So, but uh, yeah, there'll be more talk. You know, the season's coming. You know, around yeah. the corner, October. You know, two months away. Say McGee was supposed to be that guy, but he he wasn't. It's just you're not going to get the consistency yeah. out of him. Um, he, he looked slow. He looked yeah. a lot slower than he used to. Um, but other than other than NBA stuff, sorry to interrupt, but um, oh, you're good. You know, the in season tournament. That's something we have not talked about. That's something we didn't talk about over the summer. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you are you a fan of it? Are you do you support it? I mean, or is it just you know like whatever? Let's just go see what happens. I'll, I'll say this for basketball, it could work for basketball, and now if they try to do it in baseball, I would riot. No, <laughs> that's just because I think I, I think the tournament should be staged in the playoffs. The playoffs are a tournament, right. and so I mean maybe I mean it'll be interesting to watch. I just think it'll be at least for the first year or two it'll be a little chaotic. Right. People won't really know you. Like I, I feel like announcers are gonna have problems trying to convey. The seriousness of the, of the situation and what's going on and how cool it is. And I think it's just going to be very chaotic. And I think once they get it down, it could be interesting. But, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, remember, it, there's not huge stakes when it comes to this. This thing, is more for more money. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest problem the NBA has right now in... I'll say, I, mean, I mean, I know they don't have a problem in attracting fans, especially at the scale that baseball has a problem with it. But I think that basketball, one of the problems in the sport... The least I have is the fact that your star players don't play as much as they used to, right? Like one of the things that I always liked about Kobe was that you know his he said happy birthday to the Mamba by the way is is his birthday it is his birthday happy, birth, happy late birthday to the Mamba, but one thing I liked about him was he was he'd play hurt because he said you know these people pay to come see me, and I don't want to disappoint them. And there have been other athletes that have you know played that way. Like first one that comes to mind is actually is Joe DiMaggio. Said that he used to play so hard because he wanted, if it was he never knew when it was someone's first time to see a baseball game, and he wanted to stand out. Right. And so these these new players, these new stars, you know, oh my my calf hurts. I'm 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 not gonna play. I just it 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 definitely strikes me as, and it doesn't hurt doesn't help the image that you know, basketball players are not tough guys. Right. They are you know that you know oh I have a a slight pain in my pinky toe. I'm not gonna play for a week. I just I have a problem with that just because if I, I'm from watching the sport, I want to consistently see the best players, right. and I feel like I'm not. And Kobe is a perfect example for you know what you just talked about. You know, I don't know if you remember after he passed away, his wife was um, you know just talking a little, little backstory on him more, um, and she said that you know when Kobe had that injury, right, or just you know it was an injury that when most people nowadays would take a couple weeks off of and Kobe was, you know, fighting through it. And, and she asked him, why, why don't you just take a game or two off and just kind of, you know, get, get comfortable again, get healthy. And he's like, what about, you know, all those people who saved up all that money to come watch me play? You know, he's thinking, yeah. of, you know, some people don't have the money. They have money for one game a season. And yeah. if he's not playing and they're the main, re you know, he's the main reason why they're coming to watch that game. Yeah. He's, he, he was, he was humble enough to say, I'm not the only reason, but I am the biggest reason. Right. I'm he knew. I mean, yeah. everybody knew. I mean, you want to, back when Kobe was playing, you want to go watch the game to see Kobe. And <laughs> if he was hurt, you know, that one person that bought the game, because there's, you know, you know, there's someone in every game who bought that one ticket that they could barely afford and he's not playing. You're pissed. Yeah. Like, imagine if you were like, you know, you saved up for three years to buy front, front, you know, courtside tickets and then he doesn't play. Right. Because my calf hurts. My, my elbow hurts. My pinky hurts. Like, I definitely understand it. And I understand wanting to get healthy and wanting to feel right. But if you're a, a professional sports player, 
and you can at least play with some nicks and some cuts and some bruises. You're making millions no matter what. You should not be a professional athlete. You should understand that this is part of the game. Right. I don't get mad at guys who have big injuries. Like, I wouldn't say, hey, DeGrom, you must pitch through your injury. Right. And I know pitchers are a little bit more special because of the fact of what they're doing and how much how awful it is for their arm. But I, I just have a problem with it because, yeah, like you said, these guys, they spend money to come see them, and they don't play. Right. And it, it, it definitely is not good for the sport. Yeah. But going back to the in-season tournament, um, I'll talk about the Mavs bracket and just, you know, that's why we're here. Um, the Ma- in the Mavs tournament, the bracket is the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Rockets. Um, at best, I think the Mavs could be that second team there. Um, you know, going up against, the, you know, defending champions, you're not going to, you know, say, I think the Mavs are the best team there because, you know, they're not. They're defending champions on their bracket. Yeah. Um, do I think they could win it? Sure. If they're healthy. I don't see why not. Um, but I think at best, I can see them as that second team over the Clippers, over the Pelicans, over the Rockets. I think one of the problems that this season tournament is going to have is I don't care. I don't care <laughs> if my team wins. Cool, they won an in-season tournament. That doesn't really mean much. It's more for the players. Yeah, it's more for the players, but I just I think that's another thing I think the NBA is going to struggle with is trying to add prestige to this, right? Because when you win the, you know, I don't I, is it called the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Is that what it's called in basketball? The championship yeah, trophy? Yeah, yeah, yeah the championship. Yeah. That's what I was, I was pretty sure. When you win that trophy, you know that you can say, here are the list of greats that have won this trophy, that have held this trophy, and now I'm holding this trophy, and now I, my name is with those guys. The in-season tournament, I mean, it, it's, I don't care if my team wins it. I'm not going to be celebrating and throwing parties if they win an in-season tournament. I'll be happy. I'll be, I'll, I'm not saying I'll be right. mad. I'm just saying I'm not... It is never going to be anywhere close to the prestige of winning an actual NBA championship. Right. I have a feeling you're going to hear people call like like a McDonald's championship or something like that, just because it's it's not it's cool, but it's not like you know, wow, you you were an in season champion. That's right. you know, hang that in your rafters. Right. You know, you're you're just no, of course not. It's just it's just a player. I think it, it, I it's think just it's to make the players it happier. It's, it's to spice it up yeah. a little bit, which is fine. But I don't think it's going to. I think it might also have some some sort of playoff implications or just some sort of. I seating. think there's something for the for the playoffs that it has. A, 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 yeah. Th- that it affects. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up real quick just because I don't know off the top of my head and yeah, I want to be accurate with my information. Yeah, they they released it a long time ago. We weren't able to talk to you guys over the summer, um, just due to you know work stuff and scheduling uh, conflicts. But I'm I was gonna I forgot to tie in the whole injuries to the in-season tournament thing. The reason I brought up the injuries was I, I it doesn't fix the problem, right? That's an issue. And this, I don't know if this really addresses that issue, which, you know, you turn on a lot of talk shows. I've been hearing that as a very frequent issue that analysts have with the NBA is that these guys have a strained calf and can't play. These guys have, you know, a bruise on their back, so they can't play. Right. I don't know if this really addresses that issue. I think it more of addresses just spicing up the season a little bit. That that was my point. Right. Just to clarify, I realized I never brought that, I never tied it together, but... I think it's cool. It spices up the season, but it 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 doesn't do much for me. Like it's not gonna make me go, oh man, I'm gonna turn off this football game and go watch basketball. You know, right. I'll keep up with it a little bit more, but it doesn't it doesn't in, in, intrigue me enough to want to turn off of a football game to go watch it. I don't right. know about you, but no, and that's and that's, par- right. that's partially basketball is my third sport. Right. You know, nothing against basketball, but still, 
Um, but no, I mean, other than that, I mean, listen, we're in the dark days for basketball. You know, there's still two months away. Trade deadline's over. Free agency's yep. over. It's just kind of like, all right, well, we'll talk about, you know, the mon- the small things here and there like we did today. Yeah, there's, um, there's just not much. So uh, I think we can go ahead and... Yeah, we can go ahead and just jump to baseball. That's where, that's where the action is right now. That's where, the you know, no hockey, no basketball, yeah. no football. So hockey, Zach Babb will not be with us today. Because there's just not much going on in hockey. Yeah. Um, that also has to wait so here, sober. Here, I'm going to give you the hockey news. The Stars lost Max Dummy. Yeah. Boom, there you go. All right, Rangers. Oh, boy. Where do we begin? Well, I think we'll begin with the six-game slump. Yeah. This is, uh, it's not fun, but I want to emphasize this. And I tweeted, I think, last night. And, you know, go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> go, I don't know, do you have Twitter? I, I do. I, I, I think we follow. Yeah, we think we follow each other. Go follow Chase as well. Go give us a follow. I, I don't. On Twitter. Yeah, I'm not. I don't use Twitter like that. I, I, I kind of use it just for the notifications from <laughs> the main guys. But I'm, I'm trying to be more active on it. I'm trying to be a little yeah. more, you know, active on it. But you, if you saw my tweet from last night, I'm not worried. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm just. I'm not because this season we were talking about this in our little pre-production here that I'm not worried because I was not expecting division title this year. Right. If I was the Astros, I'd be really worried. Because you don't have the division lead right now, and the Mariners are creeping up on your back. So, I'd be worried if I was them, but if I'm us or the Mariners, I'm just enjoying them. I mean, the Mariners had more expectations this year, yeah. but with the Rangers, my my expectation was, and I remember this, was 86 wins. That was where I was like, man, if we can get that, we could try and sneak in. And I, I thought maybe possibility of, I thought we were going to have a very Mariners-type season from last year. Maybe maybe ninety wins. You try and sneak into the wild card, make a little run, and then get swatted out by the Astros or the Rays or a, a, a bigger team. I was not expecting to be leading the division almost into September. Yeah. I mean, th- I was not expecting this. So I'm very excited. I'm very happy that we're that we're winning. Uh, not right now, obviously, but <laughs> I'm not worried about the season. The season's not a bust. I think Rangers fans. And it's why I've had to get out of a lot of Facebook groups and group chats and things just because I can't handle one loss and we're suddenly the worst team in the league. Will Smith blows one save. He's the worst relief pitcher in the league. Or all this Chapman, you know, has one, has, he's had two bad outings, two, since June 30th. Yeah. Two. That's it. I don't even know. I don't even think he's allowed five total runs. No, he's allowed four. Because it was a Chaz McCormick three run shot and then the runs last night. Or the runs two nights ago. A few nights ago, yeah. Yeah, a couple nights ago. Yeah. That's it. But but I know I know that sports is a what have you done for me lately, but I just want to look at these Rangers fans and go, have you forgotten? Either you're a bandwagoner and are forgetting what it's like to go through the highs and lows of a baseball season because it's not like football where it's 17 games. It's 162 freaking games. Right. Or you just forget the suffering that we've been going through for the past seven years and are choosing to forget it or choosing to just not care about it and that, look— even even above 500 would have been for me if we'd won 83 or 4 games i still would have said it's a successful season let's build off of this right. this is an extraordinarily that was very butchered successful season we are potentially a team that can make a run in the playoffs right. i was expecting first round maybe ALDS you're getting knocked out we're talking about ALCS world series right now right. because right now you have the astros the rays are and we'll get to the Rays in a second. <laughs> and the Orioles. Mm-hmm. It's really going to be us, Astros, Orioles, and it feels like the Mariners are taking that fourth spot. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I don't think the Blue Jays are in any consideration anymore. I mean, I think they're... They're good. They're, they're good. 
but they have these they have these outings that I haven't seen you know out of any other team this whole year. They they will go out there and they will score zero runs consistently. If if they get hot, watch out for them. Yeah. But when they're when when I feel like the Blue Jays are all in, all in sync together. Like, You're right because without Boba Shep, yeah. where were they? And and not and what I mean by they're all in sync means if one of if they're all if one's bad it means they're all going to be bad that day. If one or two of them are on, it means the whole lineup is mashing. So it. it I mean, obviously, never count out a playoff team. The Rangers found that out in 2011 with right. the freaking wild. No, of course not. You make the playoffs. It's it's not. It's not like you know. I was talking about this with my friends the other day. It's not like football. It's not like basketball. No. It's like hockey and baseball are. You know, they're 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 similar. You make it, you got a chance. It's how it is. Get in and you can get hot. Right. It is very very possible. You just you never know. You don't see it too much in football. And I think the Bengals were the last real good example of. Because even the, people are gonna say, well, the Niners last no, the Niners had a great team, just an unproven quarterback, which yes can handicap a team, but they had Kyle Shanahan that makes up for it. Right. The Bengals were the last kind of like wild card, not division winner, and they just they smoked everybody to get into the Super Bowl. But you don't see it as much in football. In baseball, you see it almost every year. Where you know, like last year the Phillies, the Phillies, yeah. and then the year before that, you know, the uh, uh, the Braves. And then the year before that, the Rays. And the year before that, the Nationals. And, you know, you, you can kind of go back and see a lot of teams that weren't juggernauts that just, and maybe, I you know, the, the Phillies had a great team and, you know, the Braves. But they, the Braves hey, were, hey, listen, Braves without Acuna. I yeah, mean. The Braves, and they made some very smart trades. They, they basically said, here, we're going to replace Acuna with four players. It was Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, and I cannot yeah. remember the other one. It may have been... It wasn't Ender Inciarte, was it? Was it was they they replaced Acuna with basically four outfielders. They traded for traded for four outfielders. I remember Peterson and Soler, and you know well, how can you and, forget Soler and Rosario? They traded for those three guys, and Rosario and Soler came up huge in the playoffs. And Peterson had some big hits, so it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing. Last night, I'm like, well, we lost. Let's move on. Minnesota, let's go beat them. Right. Because. I'm just not. I, I guess I don't. I don't know if it's I'm just enjoying the ride too much, or I'm just. I mean, let's be real. As someone who you know who's watched every game, yeah, all year, every second, every minute. I'm. I'm not disappointed, but I'm a little ticked. If that makes sense. You're frustrated. I'm frustrated because we've had such a good, consistent year, and right now we're injured. We're banged up. We are very inconsistent, and it's not a good sign because to be that you know a contender. You need that consistency. All right. And, and, you know, the starting pitching is we we kind of have some, I'm not going to be completely, you know, chronological in this order we have on our little screen here. But the starting pitching has been excellent. Scherzer and Monty yeah. have just been shoving. Um, Dunning has been fine. Gray, you know, Dunning's been great. Dunning, sorry, I'm getting my guys mixed up. Dunning has been great. Yeah, and he's, then, been, he's been fantastic. Um, Interesting. Sorry, Corey Davis is retired from the NFL. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Um, the Jets. Oh, the Jets. <laughs> oh, the Jets. We'll get to them. We'll get to, we'll get to the Jets. Um, but you have, you know, Dunning's dealing. You have Gray, who I know people crap on John Gray. Shut up. John Gray's nice. I like John Gray. He he's a he's a fine fourth starter. Oh yeah. Then you have Heaney, who everybody's crapped on Heaney. Look at his numbers. Good fifth starter numbers. If he was your second or third starter. Yeah, you're struggling a little bit. But somebody, somebody, when Yavaldi comes back, it'll be Heaney. Somebody's got. But that's the thing. Like, do you want just that one lefty in the rotation? Well, and um, yeah, the ro the rotation having a lefty doesn't matter as much as the bullpen. Okay. Um, 
as much. You know, guys can win with full righty, full lefty rotations. It really doesn't have that much of a complete effect. Okay. Um, but with you know with Heaney going to the, Heaney's velocity is down. I wonder if he's experiencing some harm. Some because he's pitched so many more innings than he has than he did last year. Yeah. I think he was at seventy eight innings last year or some very very small number. So I'm wondering if he's going through some arm fatigue. So I'm curious if they're going to 15-day ILM and then put Evaldi in his spot just because it buys you some time and not have to stick someone in the bullpen sure. again. I mean, your bullpen has pitched better. Obviously, the Diamondback series has not been kind to the bullpen. But, you know, LeClerc seems to have figured it out for the third time this year. <laughs> he's, he's, he's my guy. Yeah, everyone, you know, if yeah. you're a listener, you know me. You know that he is my guy, and I will always defend yes. him. Um then you have, you know, Smith and Chapman have been great. How many times has it been eighth, ninth, Chapman, Smith, done? This happened a lot yeah. this second half. But once, it's one of those five or six times it happens, yes, it, it, it you know, they, you, they shut them down. The one time it goes bad, oh, we need to DFA Smith, we need to get rid of Chapman. No. Man, it, Rangers fans sometimes just the, the lack of, I don't want to say baseball IQ, but sometimes just the lack of understanding that, one bad outing does not equal you getting cut or released or sent down. It startles me. <laughs> we, we were talking before this. Now, I'm not, you know, I love Chapman. I don't have anything bad no. to say about Chapman. But Smith. Will Smith, I mean, it's not becoming consistent, but it's the last few outings he's been in. He has not looked good. The reason I'm willing to keep him in the closer role right now, or at least in the eighth inning role, is his whip is still under one, right. which is excellent. His ERA is a little ballooned. But for me, relief pitching, ERA doesn't matter as much as whip or some of those other numbers because ERA, you give up. I remember I've seen starting, I've seen relief pitchers. Well, if you look at his ERA, it's 4.87. But if you take away these two outings, his ERA is 2.65. You know, right. It, it, one or two really awful outings can just balloon your ERA up. And you've had a good, like, I think LeClerc is one example of where ERA can be misleading. He has not had a great season. He's been decent. He's been solid. I think he's sub three. But he's sub three. Right. And so that would lead you to believe he's had a gr- an almost all-star great season. But he's let a lot of inherited runners. I think his whip is pretty high. So their relief pitching is a little bit different in how you value those guys. The reason I'm willing to keep Smith and give him a couple more chances is in 2021, he's on the Braves. World Series champion. Yep. Last year, on the Astros, Astros. World Series champion. Yep. So this guy knows what it takes to win. He's pitched in big games. I'm willing to keep him in that spot. And maybe there's something that he's doing now that teams have figured out and Mike Maddox needs to get with him and figure out how to adjust. It, it happens. But the offense has been inconsistent. Heim just does not look like Jonah Heim. I think his wrist is really bothering him. I think because you still have Garver, shut him down. I, I, I love Jonah Heim. He's a great defensive catcher. He's got great offensive potential when he's not hurt. He's clear. Clearly, something is off. Right. Either he was, either he needed a rehab assignment, which they did not send him on. And people have been clowning Bochi and Chris Young. And I'm like, well, they didn't send Seager on a rehab assignment, and he had a home run in his first game back. Either time, you know, each time Seager's been hurt this year, he didn't go on a rehab assignment. He went straight to the majors. Right. So you can't blame them for going. Well, maybe Heim can be the same thing. Clearly not. But I think Heim needs to take a couple more days. Needs to do whatever. We have Hedges. You have Sam Huff. Garver is still raking. Get 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 Heim out of there. He's struggling. But JP Martinez has been a nice surprise yeah. this year. And for so for some Rangers fans who maybe are a little bit newer, 
who you know don't track the prospects as well as maybe I have past several years. So JP Martinez was signed out of Cuba, I believe it was, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And he was our Shohei replacement because we were heavily in on Shohei and we did not get him. And he was our big international signing that year because we were like, well, <laughs> Shohei didn't sign with us. We have all of this money. Here, we'll give it to this kid. And so he was our one of our top prospects, like right behind Leoti for a few years there in the, in the leading into 2020. We'll go, we'll go back to Leoti. Leading into 2020. And then he really hit a brick wall. I think it was in double A or high A. He hit a wall. And he dropped off all of our prospect lists. Like all top 30, he was gone. And this year, he's been hit, he's been killing it in AAA. And I've been monitoring it like, hey, here's a guy that was a former top prospect that just hit a wall in his development and has figured it out. And he's clearly figured something out. And he's probably not going to have the power potential. But I think he could be your Laoti replacement if Laoti <laughs> continues his struggles. <sighs> I've, had, had, I've been having friends telling me, you know, saying to me, like, Laoti should be sent down. We had a very we, – we had – Another Laoti Tavera special. And what that is, is the first two months, roughly, give or take, that he's up, he kills it. He hits home runs. He gets on base. He's batting above 300. It's he, just like... It's like, hey, Laoti's figured it out. It's happened the past few years. Hey, Laoti's figured it out. Let's go, guys. And then he just hits a wall. Either the... T- I don't know if the teams figure him out. I don't know if he gets the yips. I don't know what happens. But something after just a couple months, he hits a wall. Something clicks and it goes the completely wrong direction, and he still has eleven home runs. So he's still he's finding he's found somewhat of a power stroke this year, but it's just wow that stadium. Sorry, we're watching the Mariners and White Sox right now. We have it up like our little monitor here, and there is nobody in the stands in Chicago. There's nobody. Anyway, Leoti just I don't know. I don't know if he needs the IL. You know, oh he strained his butt. I I don't know what he you know he. His elbow is slightly inflamed. We need to get him on the I.O. for a couple of days. You need to figure out something because he's struggling. Yeah. But it's it's not really just him. The offense is somewhat hit a rut oh, in, yeah. in this in this losing streak. You know, Milwaukee, the pitching just didn't come through when the offense it was the classic case of it was it was a very Rangers way to lose. We either we either lose a nine to eight or two to nothing. We we're either the pitching's really great, but the hitting's not, or the hitting's really great and the pitching's not. Right. Very, very Rangers-esque. I've been watching it for the for my entire life. I've seen I've seen those games my entire life, and it sucks. I hate those games. So hopefully you can you know this off day can get you back on track. You know Bochi definitely seems pissed. I know Montgomery did not seem very happy. I think the team is starting to get ticked off at themselves because they know what they can be, and they know that when Bruce Bochi walks in and throws those three Super Bowl Super Bowl. <laughs> throws those three uh, throws those three World Series rings on the table, and says, "You know, get behind me, boys. I can lead you to a, I can lead you to a World Series." They said, "You know, Nathaniel Lowe, we're the team to beat in the East. I mean, the West." So, I think that they have expectations. They're falling short. Bochi could help get them back on track. No, Bochi's not washed up. No, he's not a bad manager. Yes, he's still a Hall of Fame manager. No, the team has not lost confidence in him. Yes, the team is still rallying around him. All the fans, you'd think Bruce Bochy was Chris Woodward. And it's, no, he's not. Lo- Just because he makes a bad decision that did, or that doesn't go his way does not make him a bad manager. I can't think of really any managers that did not make some mistakes. Right. It hmm. happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. Okay. I did not like intentionally walking Cattell Marte. I thought it was dumb. That's because I don't like intentional walks. I, I If I was a manager, 
I would have pitched to Barry Bonds. I just I hate intentional walks that much. I would rather you do what you're gonna do and let me focus on the next guy than just get you on first. I would have loved you know going back to the Giants series when Patrick Bailey hit the walk off home run, a guy that bats significantly better versus left handed pitchers as a switch hitting catcher. Um, you had a base open. I walk Bailey and I pitched the who was next? I think it was Conforto. Lefty on lefty matchup. I like that matchup better. You get you know you let him beat you fine. You don't want to pitch to a guy who has been good consistently against the left-handed pitchers. You walk him with the base open. You pitch to Conforto. You win the game. Yeah, I, I, I to me that could even then though I still I just hate intentional walks just because it pisses off the, the guy on deck. Oh, you want to pitch to me? Oh, okay. Right. It pisses even if it's you know the guy could be hitting a thousand against lefties. Conforto is still gonna say it's gonna piss him off and it's gonna make him want to try even harder. That's why intentional walks is I hate giving my opponent. Well, it's more of not wanting to pitch to this guy. Oh, I get that, but I hate giving an opponent extra motivation to beat me. They should already have motivation to beat me, but I hate giving them extra. I hate giving them sound bites. I hate giving them those things. Now, if you give them a sound bite or you intentionally walk them, then you strike the next batter out, then you feel pretty good about yourself. Right. But I'm just not a huge fan of risking it as much. Right. So, but hey, it happens. The intentional walk, it did not work out. Analytics did suggest Perdomo doesn't do the best against lefties. Let's walk Marte, who killed us the last time he came up. Let's pitch. It, it was it was it was a smart, analytically driven move. Worst case scenario, he ties work. it up. That didn't work. It didn't work, yeah. and that's okay. There's 162 of these games. We've still got a fair amount of them to go. There's still time. Don't freak out. It's not even September yet. We're still in August. I'm not worried. Is there anything else you wanted to? I mean, so of all the and Young should be both be back for the playoffs. You know, if, yeah. I mean, I, I hate saying if we make October. No, we will. I, 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 I know. I, I'm, I'm very confident. confident. I'm very confident. And even if we're, you know, even if we are the third team in the West, I think we make that wildcard spot. I mean, I think our record will be good well, enough to. And let me, let, let me, let me, let me, let me point something out to uh, all the fans here. And it's something that I just, like, I just had a bright idea. You make that third wild card. Do you know who you face? You face. You face Toronto or Minnesota. The Minnesota Twins. Right. You face the division winner from the Central, which will probably be the Twins. But then you go to, what, Baltimore? No, I know. That, but hey, but, but. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm thinking, just making the wild card, I'm looking at the first series. I'm not thinking about right. no, anything no, past no, that. Because right. Right? if you win, the first, okay. you, you know, you win the first round. Let's say let's say you get that. So if you don't win the division, let's just say you don't. Because if you win the division, you're going to get one of the buys. The buys are going to go to the East and the West. Because right. the Central's not going to get there. No. Give you an idea. Minnesota is like seven games behind us. For that second division winner, you know, seeding. So you're not going to get that. Okay, the Central's going to face. So if you're that second wild card team, guess who you face? You face the first wild card team. So 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 let's say that Houston, Houston wins. Right? So, so let's say that Houston, right now as it stands, let's say that Houston and the Rangers switch. We flip. And Seattle gets that third wild card spot. Would you rather finish third and f- and get that third wild card spot and face Minnesota. Speaking of, they're showing they're the they're showing, standings right yeah. now on the screen. Speak facing Minnesota, or get the second wild card spot, finish second in the division, and face Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather face Tampa Bay right now. Or Baltimore, <laughs> whoever wins the East. That's that's the dilemma you're facing right now. Is you'd almost rather be the third wild card team. Because then you face Minnesota. I'd rather face Minnesota than Tampa Bay or Houston or Seattle or any other teams. Of course. Baltimore. And now, and by the face Minnesota, so we're going to see us 
you know, we have a long road trip here. and we got seven games coming up against Minnesota in the next two weeks. And we have not been good on road trips this year. I mean, we haven't been bad. It's just so far right now, we're, you know, two-game losing streak, it's, it's rough. Let's turn running against the Twins. I'm interested to see what we do. Let's turn it around. I'm not worried. So yeah. we're going to move to the rest of the MLB. The Mariners, what, eight-game winning streak? Watching them right now. It's the second time they've gone on an eight-game winning streak in the month of August. The but, second time. Yeah. They're, they're hot. They know how to win in this time of the year. They did it last year. They worry me because they're hot. Not because of the talent they have because they're hot. And the Rangers, again, we have a very bad history with teams that got hot the wrong time for us, and that was the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> <sighs> Screw David Freeze. Yes. I mean, oh, I'll, yeah. also stand by speaking, that we, I'll also stand by that we have speaking of Freeze, the just, best offense. Just for like still. a minute here. So David Freeze, over the summer, it happened uh, – he declined, so, that, so the Cardinals, I think, let their fans vote when he gets in the Hall of Fame, or they do like a, a vote, and they voted for David Freeze, and he declined. And everyone was like, oh, it's such a humble guy. He, that's so nice to him, and I'm like, no, that's logical. He, he, that, that's a very New York Yankees thing to do. You did one good, you did a few good things in the postseason, good for us, retire his number. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the Yankees are notorious for he had three good years here. I mean, we won a World Series, retire his number, he goes in the rafters, right? No, David Freeze did not deserve a Cardinals Hall of Fame spot. Yeah, no. He deserves to be remembered. You want to put him in the postseason Hall of Fame because of that? Yeah, sure. But not in a, in a team Hall of Fame? No, 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 no. Hell no. no. So I just wanted to make a note about that. He's not humble for doing it. He's smart for doing it. He didn't deserve it. Anyway, I'm totally not bitter. So anyway, uh, the Yankees are struggling. We saw a thing today, and I think it wowed us both. The New York Yankees, even in, so side note here, Michael Kopech has just, he has no idea where the plate is. Apparently he thinks the plate is the batter's boxes, <laughs> and he just has no control, and I'm wondering if he's got an injury because yeah, the trainer's they, walking they, off with yeah, him. Yeah. So, because they were warming up with him, and he hit the backstop. And, I mean, this looks like Rick Vaughn from Wild Thing. You know, the, I mean, the fact from, that the Mariners have League. one hit right now is unbelievable. This looks like Rick Vaughn from Major League. Yeah. You know, he's he's hitting the plastic. He's hitting the metal bat. <laughs> he he needs he needs some glasses. He needs some glasses with, with with a little skull in the front. So the Yankees have the chance to go on their first ten game losing streak since. And we did some uh, looking up on this. Nineteen thirteen. Woodrow Wilson was president. Wrigley Field had not yet hosted a major league game yet. The Titanic was a one-year-old story. Like, this is a, like, Babe Ruth had not played a major league game yet. This is pre-Babe Ruth. I mean, I mean, this is some, you know, 110 years the last time it happened. Is it, Do they play tonight? Is this, like, the yeah. game tonight versus? Yeah, versus uh, somebody. Who are they playing right now? Yeah, who the hell are they playing? And I, it's, 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 oh, it's the Nationals. Well, I know that that's who they've been playing. I don't know if they're still playing them tonight. By the way, Boston, please, you have royally screwed the pooch against Houston. We need you to beat them tonight. Please. I, I don't ask much. <laughs> You're like my you are my second favorite team. Please, please. I, I'm asking nicely. The Yankees play the Nationals. It's Mackenzie Gore versus Luis Severino. This should be interesting. I'm, I mean, you, I, you got I may watch this game just to see history. Just say, you know what? You know, I, t- I could tell my kid one day, you know what? I watched something that hadn't happened in 110 years. Uh, the Angels. Let's talk about the Angels for a second. 
And I don't have their record in front of me. I don't have what they've been since the trade line, but uh, they are sixty-one and sixty-five. I mean, no, I mean since since, since the trade deadline. Oh, oh, I mean no, they, nowhere near five hundred. It's been bad. They are like you just said, sixty-one and sixty-five. Eleven games out of the division. Uh, ten games out of the wild card spot. Ten. Ten. That's not that's with what? How many games left? For thirty? Thirty-six. I think it's like forty. Forty something. Yeah, I think it wasn't. It wasn't fifty, but it was. It was like. 40. What are we at? 126 right now? 127? What are we? Well, 72 well, and 55? Well, people are going to be mad because, hey, I haven't been in a math class in years. So hey, that's 72 and 55, right? That's 127. Well, what's 61 plus 6? What's 61 plus 65? 126. 126? That was a really dumb question to say. Please don't sound bite that for me. <laughs> I have not been in a math class in a long time. You know, don't don't judge me. So it's 126. So we are, yeah, we are 36. 36. 36 games yeah, away. 36 games away. Okay, 36, not 40. Yeah. Please, no one sound by that. <laughs> What's 61 plus 65? One, he rattled off so quick. Hey, in, in my defense, again, I have not been in a math class since senior year of high school. So, in my defense, I'm that is my that is my defense for it. Anyway, I'll let it slide. Ig- ignoring that awful, awful math error there, they're bad. And what I think is so funny, and I've never had anything against the Mariners. I, I like the Mariners and the A's. Yeah, and the, yeah. Like I do. I mean, obviously, I'm not rooting for the Mariners right now, but I understand their pain. They've never been to a World Series. We've at least been to two. Yeah. And we, you know, we lost, but we've at least been. We have some of the, but they've never been. They have nothing, zero appearance, no penance. I mean, that is crazy. So I do feel bad for them, and I do want to. If I've always said, if my team doesn't win, the Mariners are one of the first teams I'll root for, because you were the same way with the Nuggets in the NBA. Yeah, same way with the Nuggets. I do try to root for. Now, of course, the two exceptions. One, the years I didn't do it, it was the Eagles and the Astros. Screw both of them. Yeah. But uh, I don't want them to win because, and I, I don't feel this is a Rangers year. I don't think this is like our we're pushing the chips in. I think that could be still a couple years away. I know people are trying to debate how long is our window open. I think our window's open for a few years. Chris Young has shown he can add. He can sell guys on the vision, right? We have Bochi for a couple years. I think Ray Davis is opening the pockets for the next several years for this team. So I, I'm not I'm not all in on this one year. Okay, I don't think we're going to be a one-year wonder. But I try to root for the Mariners. I'm not rooting for them right now. But if, if, you, if a genie came to me and said, hey, you're not going to win the World Series— but the you know, but the Mariners might. I would say, okay, fine, yeah, sure, I'll root for them if I know we're not going to win, but we might win this year. So I'm rooting for them, but not like rooting. You know what I mean? I'm not like fanatically. Not like last year where right. they were. They were my team. I was rooting for them all the way. Same with the Padres and the A's, obviously. But the Angels fans, the Angels have never had anything against the Angels, really, because I mean they were a division rival. Yeah, whatever. Didn't really. They never liked them, but you know. Never had any, really never had any hatred. Nowhere near the Astros, right? I didn't take joy in the Angels losing. Now I do, and the reason for that is the fans and the mainstream analysts, because all of the past few seasons, I'm gonna say since 2021, 22, and this year, these last three years, every preseason rankings, oh the Angels, this is the year they're gonna break out, and in 21 and 22. Both times, I was like, no, they're not. They don't have the depth. Unless these guys just show out and ball out and whatever. No, they're not They're not going to. But I couldn't say anything really because my team was 
sucking. Right. Right. So I didn't have a, I didn't have a leg to stand on. Then this off season happened, and the Rangers were primed for a potential, you know, really really good team, good season. And they said, well, the Rangers are going to finish fourth. And I said, in what universe? Maybe it will be the show if you trade all our players. No. And everybody, Dan Plesek, I believe Mark DeRose, every guy on the network, it felt like, well, the division's going to be Astros, Mariners, Angels, Rangers, Ace. And I went, and no. There's, there's, there is no argument for the Angels over the Rangers. We have depth. They have two guys. Two. That's it. Yes. One of them is on the plan. Or and no, yeah, he's, he's back now. He's back now. He's back now. And yes, those two guys are the two two of like at least the three best players in baseball. I'd probably say Acuna is probably in there, and it probably. I'm not putting Trout there anymore. He's okay, he's two of the top five. He's at least top five for me, minimum. I have to sit and think about it. Matt Olson. I'll, I'll give him ten. Hey, Matt Olson's had a hell of a year, so it's hard to put. It. Anyway, Seager up there in top three. When fully healthy, Trout is one of the best players in baseball, and they have Otani, who is number one. And. Partly I'm mad at the Angels because they've wasted their talent, and that angers me. As a baseball fan, when my team was bad and I could root for them, they wasted them. So now I don't want to root for them. Right. But, you know, and then their ownership is bad. They pretty much let a man overdose in their organization, did not much about it. It just, not a, not a great organization, treats their minor league players like crap. So I don't like Artie Moreno, don't like the organization as a whole, and... The fans and all of the stuff, you know, the Angels are going to be better than, and I, it pissed me off because you were trying to make an argument that you're better than my team and they're not, and you're doing it because you want so badly Shohei to be in the playoffs. But I'm thinking about this purely logically, and having no emotion towards baseball, to, you know, with my decision, and I have never picked the Angels, you know, really to make the playoffs, and I've been proven right each each year. I've been pretty much proven right, and so this offseason, and this this trade deadline, I said right. trade him. Get him out of L.A. It is this actually Anaheim. It is the smart thing to do. Trade him. Get you're not going to get. You probably get three top at least three top ten prospects minimum. Even for a rental, you'd probably get three top ten prospects minimum. Probably because a couple more, right? You'd get almost a Juan Soto type deal. And you said, nah. We're gonna buy instead. Yeah, we're gonna contend. So let's trade <laughs> two of our top I think, top ten prospects. I know uh, Ty Madden is his name. He's a pitcher, and uh, they, and, and there was a catcher. Let's trade for you know Giolito, and let's trade for Eduardo Escobar and Mike Mustakis and Dominic Leone and you know uh, CJ Crone. Let's trade for Randall Grichuk, and we're gonna go for this, everybody. And yeah, fart noises. Yeah. They suck, and it makes me laugh because it's just like you had a chance, you had one last opportunity to make a smart. <laughs> baseball business decision, and you once again failed to do it. You know, I was talking about this with my dad the other day, and I don't know if this is legal. I don't know if this is even allowed. Hypothetically, oh no, could the Angels have traded Otani, but, you know, had like an agreement on the side, we'll just bring you back next year in free agency. Is that allowed? You trade them, you get your pieces, and I'm sure listen, that, just come right back. I'm sure that they could do a handshake agreement, so... Let me. I can give you an example. Is that I allowed? Can't, I can't prove anything. So, 2016, the Yankees had Aroldis Chapman, and they traded him to the to the Cubs. And one of the big piece was Glaber Torres, right? Right, that they got back from Chicago, and Aroldis helped win. And he went, you know, Aroldis helped Chicago break the streak, won a World Series, and he went right back to New York because he like he was he reportedly loved New York. 
And so I'm, I cannot remember because I was still not really completely in the full loop of baseball. So I can't remember if there was anything, but I'm pretty sure I remember there's something being like the Yankees knew he loved New York and knew they were probably going to get him back. I don't think you can make it. You don't think you can make a deal. You can't put it in a contract and right. say you have to come back because then you because again what are you going to run because then what are you going to do run to the commissioner? Oh no 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 he 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 said he would come back. Commissioner's going to go. I don't care. That sucks. You shouldn't have. You know, could 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 they have gone to Otani and said, "Hey, what's your interest in resigning? If we were on the trade, if you if you gave us your team, and we made that deal happen, and you said that, and you're willing to come back here next year, they could they could probably get a gentleman's agreement, right? Maybe a handshake, maybe a on his word, right? But they could not. I do not believe they could put it into writing and then hold him to it. I don't believe that's allowed. But so I do, he, but yeah, you can, it's not like the NBA or the yeah. NFL, there, there's not really a tampering, there's not a tampering period. Sure. There's not a, so I'm sure that again, you could go to him and say, hey, you know, we, uh, like I, I, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the Rangers have done something like this when we got Mike Napoli, because uh, the Blue Jays had, no, 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 the Angels had Mike Napoli, and we wanted him, and but no. So I, I'm pretty sure, and I just, it's something that I believe my dad told me. So, Dad, when you're listening to this, I'm holding you to this. I'm holding you accountable <laughs> for this next statement. They um, either told the Blue Jays, if you trade for them, we will trade for them or something like that. But they made a trade, and the Blue Jays acquired Napoli, and like a day later, we acquired Mike Napoli. So I'm sure you can make gentlemen's agreements, right. but no, I don't think you can put it into writing and then hold Otani to it. Because at least with that, you'd have some sort of, you're not doing anything this year. So, like, might as well, you know, build your future. Yep. And then take the chance with Otani coming back. Because, you know, what if he were to come back? You know, you have all those prospects that you got. You have all that young talent, that depth. And then you get him back in a season yeah. that you're not going to do anything this year. Might as well just deal him. Yeah. And See I, what happens. He's I, gone anyway. I, I thought that too. And, I, and you know, they didn't do it. And, hey, that's... Now I'm mad at the Angels, and I love that it, it just makes me laugh when you expected them to be so great. And even after the deadline, oh, yeah, the Angels are going to contend for the AL West. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because <laughs> look at the AL West. The Rangers, we acquired Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton. All three have been excellent. Astros go out and acquire Justin Verlander. Pretty much are now going to run it back with the exact same team from last year. Right. What did the Angels get? Well, we got some, you know, some decent bats. We basically got a bunch of decent, solid hitters. No one great, just a bunch of decent guys. But with some, you know, some veteran leadership, Moustakis, been, you know, 2015 Royals and, you know, those kind of, you know, veteran guys. I mean, but but what pitcher did you get, L.A.? Well, we got Lucas Giolito. I mean, I'd rather have Montgomery. Yeah. I know people be crazy, say you're crazy. No, I'd rather have Montgomery. Because There's a lot of talks of Giolito coming because, to Texas. Because he was cheaper. Then I think what they gave up. I mean, yeah, Roby and 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 I've heard his name pronounced Sagis and Sagis. So I'm saying Sagis, but I could be butchering his name if I am. I'm sorry. Two mid-level top thirty prospects. I think they were like eleven and like thirteen, right? Instead of giving up like our fourth for Giolito, and I think more. So hey, I'm happy. <laughs> the Angels are sucking. It's making me laugh. And on a little script here, I put Angels woes. Even bigger, LOL, with a happy, you know, joy <laughs> face because it, it just it makes me laugh. Uh, and then the White Sox here, quick little note before we move to football. They um, finally fired their executive vice president, Ken Williams. 
and GM Rick Hahn. There's a famous rant from earlier this season on Chicago radio of a fan about about seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. And he went on like, you know, a seven minute tirade about the White Sox. They need to fire these guys. And they need because they've had, they were part of, they were part of the front office structure when they won an 05. Right. So they've pretty much garnered that 05 success and did jobs this long. The White Sox had a failed rebuild. Maybe in some future episode when we have not much to talk about, I can go into full more detail. There's a lot of YouTube, there's there's some good YouTube videos about it, about their rebuild and how badly it's failed. Because they they are the equivalent of the Philadelphia 76ers, to give you a basketball example. And they're the 76ers without really any of the any of the somewhat of playoff success that the Sixers have had. At least, at least the Sixers have won a playoff series, right? right. The Sixers have had have flirted with NBA Finals. They're the best team ever when it gets right. when it comes to getting to the second round. Right. I mean, they they, they can they can win some playoff <laughs> games. The White Sox can't. They just have failed, and they they were a trusted process. Hey, we're going to trade all these guys. We've got Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert and Yoan Mancada, and we got these guys. They're going to be really really great. And then nothing, no penance. I don't even they don't even have an ALCS appearance to show for it. So well, they, they were there two years ago versus the A's, right? And the A's won, I believe, two years ago in the playoffs. They made it to the they were walk team versus the A's. I think something like that, yeah. A's, and I think A's beat them. I think that's what it was. It's uh, not good. So we're gonna move on to the Cowboys here. Sam Williams got arrested today. Oh, baseball. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention it. Wander Franco. Look, we, we try to avoid these situations just because I'm not here to say he's guilty, he's innocent. I am a huge believer in you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. There definitely is some evidence <laughs> online. Uh, I'm going to make a statement here, and I'm going to let Chase make a statement. My statement is I hope he's innocent. I really hope that a 22-year-old kid that, that, that is that talented at baseball that's going to make $185 million over the next, like, 10 years that even then, let's say he has a great career, can then sign another Big time contract, yeah. Set up his family for generations, and he's gonna lo- blow it all for a fourteen-year-old. Stupid mistake. I, I hope. I hope it's not true. I hope it's a fa- a picture with a fan, and it's you know she she's lying. I I whatever. I hope it's fake. If it's real, it's a disgusting thing to do. It's awful. You should never play baseball again, and he probably won't. That being said, if it is deemed legal, now I don't know the Dominican Republic or whatever country, I believe it's, it's the DR country, I don't know their laws. So I don't know what constitutes... Well, I can tell you it's 14 is probably not legal. Oh, I'm sure it's not, but I know there's been some talk about what if they had something that's there that maybe like a, like a type of contract or an agreement with the parents that maybe it's not legal here in the United States, right. but is legal there. If it's legal, then he should be allowed to play. It, it It's disgusting, but... If it's legal, unfortunately, you have to follow. You have to, you have to respect the laws of the, uh, other countries. So, Chase, what do you have? To say? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, you know, a super talented, you know, second year player, you know, with so much promise and so much success, you know, in his future, you know, if, you know, depending on what, however this situation goes. Um, but no, it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate um, because you know the Rays had a lot of promise. I mean. They they looked like that team this year, um, and losing your you know one of your top guys to something that's you know that's preventable. Stupid. Yeah, um, you know it sucks, and you know there's been a lot of talk. You know, and it's not that this is fake because he's definitely been with that girl. There's you know there's been pictures of him with like a you know nice big diamond chain that she's just been wearing, taking pictures with. You know, 
but there's been talks about her just not being 14. Like she doesn't look 14. She doesn't like, I'm not saying that she doesn't look 14. I've just been seeing other comments yeah, saying you're, that you're, wait, she doesn't look 14. You know, she's, she's 20 years, whatever, what, 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 I don't know, whatever. Right. So I'm hoping that's the case, obviously for his sake, um, for the sport's sake, you know, yeah. you, you, you don't want, you know, a guy with so much talent for a team that has so much promise going on with that, you know, with them for the next years, you know, five, 10 years to come. And, uh, yeah. You know, all be taken away just by the stupid mistake. So I'm hoping, you know, for his sake, it's you know, it's the girl's over age. You know, she. Yeah, I mean, this is a young player that you know. I think baseball was trying to pivot some of their market around, and you know, maybe try and help keep the Rays in um, Florida. And to lose that would be catastrophic for the Rays. So we we hope that it's it's fake or that it's 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 whatever. But you know, if it is, if it's not, get out of baseball. Yeah. Cowboys, Sam Williams, been, that's actually what reminded me of it with Sam Williams. Sam Williams been arrested. Right. Sorry to go on a little bit of a down note here, everybody. But Sam Williams been arrested. I think it was uh, possession of a weapon, possession of some marijuana, which, yeah. again, to me, if you're not hitting anybody, you're not hurting anybody, or you're not doing something that could get someone horribly injured, I don't really care. To me, my, marijuana is not that big of an offense. That's just a personal thing. Some people, you know, the law somewhat disagrees, especially in Texas. With a gun... I'm hoping it was just a personal thing and he was just protection, whatever. Right. Someone doesn't try and rob him because he's an NFL player. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, I never understood why people got mad at, you know, John Morant. If he's carrying a gun for personal safety because he's very recognizable and someone could rob him, you should be allowed to, you know. Right, but think, that wasn't the reason with Jaw. The, the reason with Jaw was that he, he was, was just like, he was messing around with that. He, he was, was having fun. He's thinking like it's a toy. He was brandishing on Instagram Live. He was almost bragging that he had a gun. And it, yeah, he's flashing if, it around. Just if having, you have it like, for protection, I'm all for the Second Amendment. But if you are doing it in in a tomfoolery kind of way, yeah, you you kind of deserve to get some kind of punishment for it. So we hope that Sam Williams. I, we know Jerry's not going to cut him over this. I hope he, not. He, yeah, I don't think so because he's a guy you're hoping to build around yeah. with. You know, with your front seven and that defensive line. He's a monster. He's looked really good. Oh yeah, I love Sam he, Williams. He beat Charles Cross. He had a rep. I remember he sat. You know, Smith and I thought. Whoa, that dude just Charles Cross is a good up and coming left tackle and going into second year. And Sam Williams made him look like a you know what? I mean, he he made him look bad. So I don't think they'll cut him. We know the Cowboys, they're the team of second chances, you know. So we hope that it's you know, he doesn't get too long of a suspension though. Right. There'll be more information to come. Uh, next thing Deuce Vaughn equals stud, the small running back. What is he, 5'5? Small guy. See the video that CD posted on Instagram? Oh, CD did already. But it he, he's he's a good player. People we're, oh, yeah. we're going to get caught up in the circus. But he's a dang good football player. Yeah, he is. I had him in the fourth round, and it was simply because I don't think you. T- I would have taken him in the third round. The reason I wouldn't have is not because of his talent. He's a third round talent, but the reason I bumped him down to a fourth round grade was simply because he is not going to probably have longevity. Like, Darren Sproles kind of got lucky in that he was able to last that long in the NFL. Right. When when you're a guy that small, you either last very, very short because you get beat to hell, or you last a long time because you're not used as the primary guy. So I think it's been one of those two type of career paths for Deuce. I think he's a dang good running back, and I'm excited to see him in the regular season. I think he's better than Rico Dowdle, but I think you're probably going to play Dowdle a little bit more not because Dowdle is better, but because he can handle the punishment a little bit more than you know Deuce could. Right. I'm I'm hoping the Deuce gets five to eight carries a game. Get him get get him get him a few carries because he also. Wait, has, just want to see him more in the receiving game. 
somewhat maybe yeah but he's he the reason he worries you is he cannot pass protect at no. all he is too dang small unless it's like some really tall lineman that he can chip where those big running backs can't really chip him because he's small right they're, they're too tall maybe but you know we've tried to see him. he can't really pass protect we think i think he tried to do it in, against the jaguars and it looked pretty rough so when you bring him in you know he's either going out for a pass or, or he's getting the ball so it makes you a little bit more, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, keep your hand guarded. You're kind of exposing what you're going to do a little bit, but I still want to see him put in the offense. And Turpin's getting put in the offense too. So yeah. I think McCarthy and Schottenheimer are opening up this offense a little more and using the weapons that they have. Um, Overshone got injured. Man, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I, I was, I know you were, you know, I always told you about this, you know, when, the, when he got picked. I was you so high it. on it. I loved it. Watching him at Texas just really gave me that, like, Jamal Adams type vibe when it comes to being like someone in the box. Um, some guy who's always going to be like wherever the ball is. Um, it just fine in coverage, but you know, just that guy who's really going to get pressure on the quarterback and be that spy. They're going to be that guy that shots down the run. Just someone who's all over the place. And he was, your, it sucks to see. He was your Jalen hurts serum. Your anti, <laughs> your anti Jalen hurts guy. He was the guy that you're going to put there and say, all right, you have one job. Demo, see that guy that hurts. Yeah, make sure he doesn't run. That's what you're going to do. And he wasn't going to. And it hurts to lose him. Yeah, because you were really giving him a big role. Oh yeah. And so we, I can't. We we cannot stress enough how bad this is. This could be for the defense because your linebacking depth is decent. You know, um, people. Damone Clark made a lot of mental mistakes. That's why the defense kind of declined when Van Rush went down. But and, and it's something that I think someone on 105.3 pointed out about uh, Clark is that he had you know the spinal thing, and so he wasn't expected to play last year. And so the fact that he played was amazing. But he didn't get a training camp. He didn't get a chance to immerse himself in the playbook and how we do it. And so he he wasn't playing with the highest level of football knowledge of our playbook that he could have been. So I think he's primed for an b- even bigger season. I think Jabril Cox is primed for a big season. So you have linebackers. And uh, I have a little note here. A guy that I liked, one of my, I tried to do some, you know, some small school sleepers. Same school, actually, because my small school sleeper on the Cowboys this year is Isaiah Land from Florida A&M. I think he could be Micah Parsons Jr. Then you have Marquis Bell, who was from Florida A&M last season as a UDFA, and I loved him. I thought, man, this guy, in the very least, is a special teams ace, right. you know, potentially. And, you know, he's getting some playing time. They're, they're getting him some work in that kind of linebacker box safety hybrid role because a lot of your safeties are, are that. Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Kirsch, Marquise Bell are all three pretty much those strong safeties. So I think, and Bell's a little bit bigger than I think Kirsch and Wilson are, the Wilson hits, but I do believe that Bell is a little bit bigger so he can play that linebacking role. I'm a huge fan of it. I think, honestly, I think it gives him a, a role on this team. You know, I think it gives him... Uh, a spot on the roster because he was he was a fringe roster guy and I was worried that maybe he would you know not get a roster spot right I think he is now if he if, if, if he's a linebacker but what do you think about I mean the demo injury just really hurts yeah, it sucks. where do you think we are in, in our linebacking depth how you know how confident are you in the group I mean I think it's the worst part of our defense now yeah um but we'll just have to see. 
I mean, we're gonna have to see what they do. I mean, if the safe, the thing, the thing that I'm not worried about so much is that we have so much safe safety depth. Yeah, is that you can always put Jaron Curse in the box if you wanted to. You yeah. know, maybe not. You know, not the full linebacker role, obviously. Yeah. But like for those certain formations, like you know, you want to run LVE, and then you want to put Jaron Curse next to him. Bell is listed at six three two zero five. That's what I, that's what I was kind of rushing a little bit. He's so he's listed pretty heavy. He's not heavy, but he's he's, he's tall enough. He can play linebacker. Six three two zero five. You can play like yeah. you can play linebacker. Um. But no, I mean, linebacking depth, I mean, yeah. again, I think there might be, you know, a few holes. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm worried. I'm not worried, no. Mozzie has some struggles, mm -hmm. and people are freaking out. Oh, he's a bust. Oh, he's Taco Charlton. Some people call him Burrito. You know, it, I mean, there's some jokes. There's a learning curve for nose tackles. He is a true, he was a true nose, so I think he's still learning how to be that kind of one, more one technique, almost to a three, right? Instead of being a true nose, head up over the center. I'm not. It's a preseason. It is the preseason. He's not your starter. Your starting O D line is probably, and I'm I'm including Micah as an edge. Micah, you have Osa, Hankins, and D Law. But your defensive line is so depth heavy. You're gonna have NFL guys that could be second stringers are gonna be cut yeah. on your defensive line. So you have great depth, and they're gonna be rotating guys in and out. So really, don't we have a starting. D-line except for like Micah and D-Law and probably Osa, but that other it's going to be rotating, you know, Dorrance is killing it, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, hopefully for part right. of the season, <laughs> you know, but you have great players I'm not worried about Mozzie, he's not if, if he was, if, if you didn't have Hankins I'd be a little more worried, but I'm not worried about Mozzie he looks a little bit slow off the ball, but I think, I think he just needs to get more snaps in the NFL, I think the game is moving a little fast for him um, and remember that a nose tackle, his job really isn't to get a lot of sacks and even get a lot of tackles for loss. His job is to soak up blockers so that Van Der Esch and Clark and Andrew Bill Cox, they can move free. So you won't see him in the stat sheet. You'll see it maybe in our run defense, but I'm, I, you, you, it'll be when I do my film studies, right, and I see, oh, wow, Mozzie's taking up almost three blockers there. Yeah. So Vandresh comes in and gets a you know negative four yard run for them, but Mozzie really had a huge hand in that. But you don't see that stat sheet really. You see you see it in the run defensive you know yardage and all of that, but you don't really see it. But so what do you think about Mozzie struggles? I mean I know you were not the biggest. I was I was loving the pick when the pick was first announced. I wasn't the biggest fan, but you know looking at it now or looking at it, you know ten minutes or not now just like ten minutes after the pick, I yeah. I was a fan of it. Um and it's gonna take time you know putting a guy. You know, into that role, you know, yeah. into the, you know, with all the hype around being that number one D tackle, right? Yeah, in a good defense who has, you know, it's been only going up from here, um, is what you hope. Um, it's a lot of pressure and there's yeah. going to be time and he's going to learn and he's still learning. Um, I'm not worried. It's going to take time. But ultimately, there is a learning curve to nose tackle. And I, that's something I didn't really know until right now that, and it's not from one guy, it's from a lot of analysts think nose tackle there is a lot of adjustment there to the nfl so hey i'm okay you know I, i'm not worried about him zach martin is back i know it's a little old but we're trying to cover some of the stuff that you know from kind of this month right um very happy Congra yeah. I mean. <laughs> after that jaguars preseason game i told my grandma i said hey you know uh you know jerry's gonna sign him now he's gonna he's gonna see this game and go oh no so, uh, Zach, what did you want again? Yeah. <laughs> 30 million? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, you know, and, and that happened. It was like four days later. He was three or four days later. He was signed. Yeah. So we're happy. He's back. 
He's happy I, it looks you like know, he's so happy. I knew it was gonna get resolved. You know, we're we're okay. We have our Hall of Fame right guard back. Um, who fun stat about Zach Martin that I just like sharing. More all pros, I believe. You know, it's I think it's, it's either more I think it's either more pro bowl, I think it's more pro bowl. And holding penalties. And holding penalties. It's yeah. one of those two stats. Yeah. So he has been just like unbelievable. The NFL, Jonathan Taylor. No, I don't want him. I mean, for third round pick, sure. Sure. Him and Pollard. <sighs> only reason I, only reason I'm like I want him. Obviously, I mean, obviously he's a fantastic running back, top five running back. But he's a true number one. I mean, I love Pollard, but right, but, got but, hurt. but if Pollard, you know, what we're thinking, obviously we don't want him to be gone, but we're you know, realistically, we're not gonna make another mistake. Speaking of going back, Zeke Elliott, Patriots. Patriots. Happy for him. Hey. He'll be coming to Dallas October. Say Patriots are my second team. So you know my roommate, my roommate, you know best friend. He he's a Patriots fan. Right. So he he has caused me. You know Seth. If you watch the if you watch the drive uh, the draft broadcast this year, he's a Patriots fan. He has made them my bona fide second team. Right. So I'm happy. I as 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 you know I'm happy that he's on the Patriots. You know I mean hey I have an AFC. You know he's he goes my AFC team. <laughs> but. And I'm happy for him. He he's not going to be you know the number one back. He can come in. He fits Bill Belichick's culture, all of that, right? So, and that ball is gone. Very Tra- nice. Tra- White Sox had a two run home run to make it three zero. Love Tra- to see that. Trace Thompson at the left center field. Uh, George Kirby having a, still a decent start, but uh, the White Sox holding him to no runs so far through the sixth inning. Raiders are not trading Josh Jacobs. You're seeing these running backs just kind of get boned a little bit, I'm, for yeah. lack of a better term. They're just, you know, unfortunately the position. And we could, if we had more time, I'd dive, we'd dive more into why running backs are undervalued. And it, it's not their fault. It's not the NFL's fault. It's just the way the NFL has evolved. So now you can go, the, the, in a nutshell, it's I can go find Tony Pollard out of Memphis in the fourth round. Why would I pay $15 million a year and him get potentially hurt, lose production, where I can go find somewhere near that production, or I can recreate... You know, you hear it in sports, oh, we, we, we want to recreate the production. And it, usually you can't. But, you know, the, when Nolan Ryan was cut from, not cut, when he was not re-signed by the Angels, his record was 16 and 14. And the Angels said, well, we can just sign two eight and seven pitchers. doesn't work like that in baseball. But in football, it's a little, you know, especially at running back nowadays, you can replace one guy with two, and it work. And it work. So... Unfortunately, they're undervalued, but Jacob's not getting dealt. He's just going to be stuck. He's going to be stuck making only like nine or ten million. Only, you know. What I would guy. do. What I would do for that. Yeah, but and that's <laughs> what I've tried to tell fans: you have to get in the mindset of, well, I would do that for nine million. Well, of course you would, but you have to understand. The same thing with Zach Martin. He's not trying to be a you know a pain. He just wants to be compensated like his talent suggests. Right. That's fair. Forget that you're dealing with the kind of money that either of us would kill to have. You ha- you have to get out of that mindset, right. and I think some a lot of fans have difficulty doing that, which is understandable. Um, one little piece of news: Corey Davis retired. But very I, interesting. Very interesting. I think the biggest piece of news is that the the 49ers have officially named quarterback two. So you know, Brock Purdy's number one, but it is not Trey Lance. They have named Sam Darnold as the backup. Yeah. And Trey Lance right now is not at practice. So we are all kind of in a state of limbo. Kind of sitting back right now. And I and I and I want to make a note about this, and I think it's interesting. If John Lynch hadn't have lucked into Brock Purdy with the Mr. Relevant pick, we would be heavily scrutinizing his drafting ability. Because you traded all of those picks for Trey Lance that could imagine that team with those picks still. Oh yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's a lot of that's why I, that's why I was shocked that Hero Party being the starter because I thought you know they gave up so much they drafted Lance so high I feel like you just have to start out with him and if he's bad fine then you go to Purdy right you just say well we'll do it again Brock Purdy did it last year hey we'll do it again yeah which is fine although I am definitely of the camp you ride the hot hand so if I was the coach I would put Purdy in there but that's just because I believe in the philosophy you ride the hot hand but I'm interested now to see how he starts the regular season with people having film on him now yeah teams having film teams knowing what he can do and you know. Is he going to be? Is he going to be the same? Is he going to be a top, you know, fifteen quarterback? Having a year to construct a defense around him, which is yeah. Lance, though, is interesting because it's a very it's a very weird situation that I don't think I've really seen in the NFL. You know, a, a Mr. Irrelevant late round. I mean, if you want to use Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe, you can, because Bledsoe was you know number one overall pick, right. had just signed the first I think it was the first hundred million dollar contract in NFL history, and then. This 199th overall pick comes in and takes over. So I mean, hey, it it, it he was it, pre- he was pretty good. Things like he was he, 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 he remind me what did he do? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. He went seven and three in Super Bowls the rest of his career. I so I'm I'm definitely monitoring it. I think we're all just kind of like, what are they going to do? Is he going to get? I think you trade him. Yeah. Now get you got you you still got some because, value right now because yeah he still has value. But here's the fun part is where do you go and he, where does he go? And here's where I think you really look and you say, I don't think a team is going to offer him right now because let's, let's look at the Dolphins. Let's look at some of these teams that maybe they don't, their quarterback situation has a solution right now, but that solution could quickly crumble. Tua could quickly crumble, right? But what, what about the Jets? We have Aaron Rodgers for a year and probably another year. That's great. What happens after that second year? Uh, no, no, uh, hold on, hold on here. I'll tell you this. You say Zach Wilson, I swear. Well, hold on, it is about Zach Wilson. Oh God. Aaron Rodgers going to New York, I think, was the best thing for Zach Wilson. If you watch Zach Wilson in practice, if you watch, if you've been watching him in the preseason games, he looks a lot more controlled. He looks like a lot, a lot more. I don't want to say skilled, but you know, he looks sharper. Sharper, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's taking a lot of what Aaron Rodgers is doing, and he's kind of. Good. Replicating that in his own way. And he just looks a lot more controlled out there. And I think that, you know, with the two years Rodgers is there, and if he stays on that roster and he's, you know, watching him, I think I think he could be a fine starter when Rodgers yeah. is out of there. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you look at these, you know, what about Mac Jones, Patriots? Is I mean, I think he is the guy. I think having Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator <laughs> is a bit of a problem. Um, and I, remember I sent something to Seth, and it was like, People around the Patriots building have already been noting how cool the offense is this year and how better Mac Jones looked. And I sent it to him and I went, shocker, yeah. <laughs> you don't have Matt Patricia, defensive coach. It's a, it's a wonder what, what what happens when you get a good offensive coach in there, Jerosi. Right. But there's still teams that, you know, don't have they don't have a completely defined quarterback route for the next several years. So do you hold on to Lance? And let's say, you know, another t- a team could come calling in a year or two. Because because their quarterback situation right now is fine, but in a couple years, what do you do? Right. You know, like like it it could get interesting. So like the I think the one logical team right now is the Buccaneers. Pretty much the first team that comes to mind is the Bucks. Right, it's one of the few logical. They don't really have a set quarterback path, right? Even right now, right? Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. I mean, they're. I, mean, I still believe in Baker, but we'll see. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? No, no, hell no. We have we have a quarterback. I know we do. His name is Dak. We're good, and we'll and we'll resign him. It's fine. I I am a Dak truther. I know people. I am as well. I am a 
trying to, I heard someone, and I have, I've had people say, well, that's a bad description. I disagree. I think the greatest description of Dak Prescott I've ever heard is a game-managing quarterback with big playability. And I had someone go, oh, he doesn't have big playability. So I looked it up, and I, and I compared numbers like him and Josh Allen or him and some other big play quarterbacks, and they're not too, you know, they're not, there's not a huge amount of disparity between those those guys. I just hate how people are just, you know, basing Dak's career off of last year. Well, like, yes, you had a down year. Yes, he was coming off an injury. I mean, he had a bad year. Yeah. He, but listen, we won the we won a wild card game. We won, went to the divisional round. Okay. With all that happening, you know, Dak, no. he Was he not, was he himself? No. But Here. he's had such a good career if you really look at it. You ready for this? Noah Brown. Was his third receiver last year? No, Michael Gallup and okay. Noah Brown were the last two receivers, you know, starting receivers yeah. in football and creating separation. But I'm not, see, I'm not, I'm not, that's not, I mean, it's a good point, but I'm not looking at that point. Noah Brown was his third receiver. Going into the season was his second receiver. His number two receiver on week one, a year ago, the number two receiver on this team was Noah Brown. Noah Brown is now on the Houston Texans. Do you know what he is week one for the Texans? I mean, is he, is he a wide receiver three? He's fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So think about this. The Texans right now, their fourth receiver was our second best receiver going into last year. The Texans. Fourth the receiver. The Texans. Right. And I understand that, you know, Mechie and Nico Collins and they have somebody. Uh, uh, I'm missing somebody. Not Cooks anymore. But. Did, no, didn't they trade? They, they drafted somebody, didn't they? I'm blanking. Yes, but I think it was a later pick, like fourth or right. Wh- whoever it is. I'm I'm blanking. I'm about to look it up because it's driving me crazy. Okay, that is that does not work. Like I I people, Dak did not have elite weaponry last year. No. You got elite weapons now. Yeah, three. And I think I Gallup was not his himself last year. No. Anybody that tries to tell me that Michael Gallup was himself last year does not know football. You don't. He was not. He was. It was. He was slower off his routes. He just. It, something was completely off. All right, we're looking at their. Oh, Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Tank yeah. Dell. Looking at their receivers: Tank Dell, Adam Humphreys, Noah Brown, Robert Woods. Right. So they think it was. So I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, he's thinking about this. I mean, he's that, he's wide receiver five potential. Think about that. Yeah. That's awful. That is just awful. Because I think right now Noah Brown would be your fifth receiver, behind Tolbert, because Tolbert has showed out in camp. And I'm glad to see it. So I so Dak did not have the elite weapons he had last season. Now you know that he had that he, he didn't have the elite weapons last season that he has now. There we go. I'm trying to figure out how to construct that sentence. So th- so this is a it's a big season right it's here. This, season is a, this, this is a big season to see. You know, all right, that excuse is gone now. Now what can you do? Now in 2021 the, and in 2021, you know the excuse was um, gone because you still had Coop. Yeah. That's why the 2021 season hurt so bad. I just think you had an inexperienced roster. It didn't had you know hadn't had much playoff success, right? It hadn't really been in the playoffs. So 2021 was the building year, and 2022 was supposed to be the year you put it together, and you went in with a young team. Right. So it's it's kind of like you you've reset each time. Now is the year you your team is a little more battle is a very battle tested team. It, this is go time. Yeah. This is the best team that the Cowboys have fielded week one probably of my lifetime. And I know that we've said this every year, but I, w- when you look at it in retrospect, it makes a lot more sense why you did make it as far in the playoffs as you expected to. Because 2021, again, you did not have—you were not ready for the Niners. They came into your house and kicked your butt. They punched us in the mouth. So then you're ready. The next year, right? last year, we punched them in the mouth. We just didn't have the personnel. We didn't have that Brandon Cooks. 
right? We just, we, we ran, we, we just yeah, There ran. was just a lot of pressure on Dak. Something that he hasn't experienced in our high career with not having that consistent wide receiver too. You know, he's been with Coop and CD and um, with Dez and, um, you know, he's, he's had these targets his whole career. And then last year, you know, Gallup was hurt. Not Gallup really, was yeah. hurt. Noah Brown's wide receiver too. Listen, if you're a good quarterback, yes, you can make it work, but it's, it's not just going to happen like that for, you know, the, the average quarterback. I'm not saying Dak's average. Dak is above average quarterback. But the average quarterback, you know, if you're, you know, with a new environment in the receiving core, it's going to take time to get comfortable with. And, you know, this is the year now. He's got, he's got Cook. He's got Lamb. He's got Gallup. And Ferguson and is in his Ferguson and Hendershot are both in year two and could take a leap. And right. And you got, you know, you got your rookie tight end. You got, um, why am I blanking on his name? Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Yeah. Luke Shoemaker. So, or is it Schoonmaker? Whatever. I've, I've heard both. I've, I've, I think I'll call I, him Luke. Um, but no, I mean, and you still got your defense. I think it's Schoonmaker, yeah. yeah. I think for someone to say Scoo, yeah, okay, yeah, Schoonmaker. Yeah. So, so whatever, but you've yeah. got a better team. So yeah. you look at 2021. It's kind of a trilogy. 2021, your team was not playoff ready, but then you lost in those veterans. Randy Gregory left, and Cooper left, and so then you had a very young team last year. So it's kind of like you had the same problem, right. but in a little bit different way, right? 2021, you you didn't your your team was not playoff battle tested. Then last season, your team was young. And was again not really battle tested. Now they're ready, right. and I think it's you're you know. And people, I think we have. I think we can be more effective now. And I think I think just the fact that Dak throwing a uh, interception in training camp. Oh, Dak throwing interception. Oh, the Cowboys are fighting in training camp. Let's you know this is all a huge problem. And anyone that has ever played, not even just football, has, you you played team sports, right? I'm sure. You know, I, I played football. Your fights happen. It's 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 it, it's going to you're in competition with one another. We had a fight. I remember this vividly. We we had a, one of our linemen punch one of our scout team D linemen because he said he was uh, he was trying too hard or he did something. He's going high, right? And so he punched him. He flat out like tried to fight this guy. Right. Like it happens. You are. It, it is going to happen. You're going to fight. That does not mean that there are problems. But it's the Cowboys, and people are going to pick apart everything that we do. And. So what I'm ready for is let's silence all of them. I feel like I'm part of the team this year. Like I'm ready. Like oh, let's silence. The big one for me is LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> oh yeah, Dak is AWS. Bull. You don't know football. You are the mo- one of the most biased people to be saying that. Yeah. You do not know what you're talking about, right? And you try to say, oh yeah, I was at training camp. This guy looked good. He didn't stay for the practice. He was there for like a couple minutes. I believe it was. So I'm ready for all of the analysts to shut up about Dak. I'm ready for him to shut. I think I think he's motivated this year. I think he's pissed. He is flat out pissed yeah. that these guys keep talking and talking and talking, and so, hey, we'll see the Cowboys. We're just gonna have to wait. Yeah, we're just, we're, it's just gonna wait. See, in, the, in one point, the NFC is still open. Eagles are nine hundred competition. Yeah, the Vikings. Brian Flores was probably the coaching hire of you know the off season, but the NFC is open for you. Yeah. You have a chance to be there, and I think you know those the 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 battles against the Eagles. Those two games. That's must see television this yeah. year. I mean, th- those could be game of the, the both of those could be game of the year candidates. Both you know, one in Philly, one in one here. Because I mean, and what sucks is last year we, we didn't we didn't get to see it, right? Because when we no hurts in Dallas, no Dak in Philly. So yeah, it's like, so it's, yeah. it's one of those like I feel like we got teased. You know, like we we kind of got to see it, but it was not. I want to see Dak versus Hurts. Right. Let's finally solve who's better, and I think it's going to be some Smash Mouth football, and I'm excited. So, and then college football. You know, North Texas named a new starting quarterback, and I don't have his name right here in front of me. I probably should have. But UNT, you know, moving to the American, 
I'm hoping that we can have a good season. Yeah. Um, we're actually facing a guy that I was a teammate of mine, Jalen Robinson. Smoke uh, plays. He's a DB for SMU. So you know, I, I, even, I even told him, you know, hey, take it easy on me. <laughs> Come play us this year. But college football, this, we're going to try and talk a little more about it. We're not going to come at it from a UNT perspective. Mostly, we'll probably talk about the UNT game and just like read some stats. This happened, this happened. Kind of like with basketball, maybe. But I think with um, college football, we're just going to kind of follow it from a neutral perspective. Right. If that, if that works for you. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure you, if you have a team that's fine, I don't. Like, I'll, I, I try and watch AM, try and watch some teams, but I think we'll come at it from a, a, a neutral, looking at it all objectively situation. So, because I want to add college football into it. Yeah. So, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, this it's good first episode. Yeah, back. this has been a long episode because because we we tried to fill it and I think we filled it a little bit too well, an yeah. hour and twenty. Um, so one little announcement: I'm trying to get this on Spotify and or YouTube. So this one may be on Spotify and YouTube. I'm trying to figure out a way I can do all of that um, because I've had some people complain about you know um, problems with the website and and the interface and trying to and then they've told me that they're overhauling it. So it could be better, but I still plan on putting it on something that's a little bit easier that everyone universal gets a little bit easier to use. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you next Friday when we preview more NFL stuff. Next Wednesday. Yep. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. I so, said Wednesday. You said Friday. Did I say Friday? You said Friday. Are you sure? Yes. I heard. Okay. We'll, we'll go back and listen to it yeah, after this. We'll see y'all next Wednesday. Have a good one. Yep.